Welcome to our BMI Fellowship, and thank you for joining us today. Let's open up with a word of prayer. Our dear Heavenly Father, we again are so thankful that we have another opportunity to be able to focus our attention upon your word and upon our relationship with you as we go throughout this day. We thank you that you've set apart this day specifically for that purpose. And we thank you for how you've cared for us throughout this past week. And now at the beginning of this new week, uh, we commit it to you. Uh, we pray that you would bless uh, each aspect of our fellowship together, the hymns, the Bible study, the questions and answers, the uh, re Bible reading later on this evening. And we uh, commit this all to you, and we pray that uh, your name would be glorified above everything else. And we pray that you and your word would indeed be magnified in each of our lives. And we ask these things uh, again with grateful hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Our first hymn for the day is going to be, Blessed He Who Loves God's Precepts. Next hymn is going to be Trust and Obey.
Our third hymn is going to be, Teach Me, O Lord, Thy Way of Truth. Welcome to Searching the Scriptures. Our Bible teacher will be Gunther von Haringa Sr. In Acts 17.11 we read, These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the Scriptures daily, whether those things were so. So without further ado, let's look into God's Word, the Bible. This is going to be Second Peter part, Second uh, Peter two part twenty nine, and today's date is May twenty seventh, two thousand eighteen. Again, shall we go to the Lord in prayer? Father, we thank you that we have this wonderful opportunity to uh, look into this book, Second Peter, and we thank you for what you have shown us. We trust that you will continue to open your word uh, to our understanding. And especially we pray that whatever I might say today would be faithful to your word, that you would correct anything that is not. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll go ahead and read uh, starting in verse uh, 9 uh, down to verse uh, 17 of Second Peter 2. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government. Presumptuous are they, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities, 
whereas angels, which are greater in power and might, bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord. But these, as natural brute beasts made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption, and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness, as they that counted pleasure to riot in the daytime. Spots they are in blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls and heart. They have exercised with covetous practices, cursed children, which have forsaken the right way and are gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Bosor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but was rebuked for his iniquity. The dumb ass speaking with man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest, to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. I want to uh, remind you, uh, as we have been studying Second Peter, uh, I'd like to just take the opportunity to just mention three things. One is, of course, the theme of Second Peter 2, and that is false prophets. Uh, secondly, the purpose of our study in 2 Peter 2 is to examine the 40 or so truths concerning these false prophets. And number three, our objective is to beware of these teachings of the false prophets. So with that in mind, uh, let's continue looking at this detour that we have taken uh, into the book of Numbers having to do with the historical account of Balaam and his donkey. Uh, and we're going to continue in uh, Numbers 22, verse 30, and the donkey's uh, reply to Balaam. We left off at the last half of this verse, which is comprised of four Hebrew terms that do not appear again except uh, the last two words uh, in this uh, sentence, and he said, and nay, and we'll look at those uh, shortly. Uh, the others we're going to have to consider separately, and I'll go ahead and read uh, Numbers 22:30. And the ass said unto Balaam, Am not I thine ass, upon which thou hast ridden ever since I was thine unto this day? Was I ever wont? to do so unto thee. And he said, Nay. This first word is actually duplicated. Was I ever want? Was I ever is uh, 5532, uh, sacon, and want is the same, 5532. And it's only translated this way in this particular verse. There are 11 other times that this, uh, these two words appear together, and they, I, I take it back, not, not both words, but this one word uh, is uh, found 11 other times, but in entirely different ways. Uh, for example, if we go 
to 1 Kings 1, 1 to 4. Uh, this word crops up in verses 2 and 4 in this very unique historical parable. And we find this word translated as cherish or cherished. Now King David was old and stricken in years, and they covered him with clothes, but he gat no heat. Wherefore his servants said unto him, Let there be sought for my lord the king a young virgin, and let her stand before the king, and let her cherish him. And let her lie in thy bosom, that my lord the king may get heat. So they sought for a fair damsel throughout all the coasts of Israel, and found Abishag, a Shunammite, and brought her to the king. And the damsel was very fair, and cherished the king, and ministered to him, but the king knew her not. In Job uh, 22, in verses 2 and 21, uh, this term is rendered as profitable and acquaint. Can a man be profitable unto God, as he that is wise may be profitable unto himself? Verse 21, acquaint now thyself with him, and be at peace. Thereby good shall come unto thee. And... In Isaiah 22, 15 to 20, it's translated as treasurer in verse 15. Thus saith the Lord God of hosts, Go, get thee unto this treasurer, even unto Shebna, which is over the house, and say. Um, also in um, Psalm 139, uh, actually, for some reason this didn't print out. Um, let me just turn there. I just read 15, uh, Isaiah 22. Okay, this is Isaiah 22. I'll read 16 to 20. What hast thou here, and whom hast thou here, that thou hast hewed thee out of sepulchre here, as he that heweth him out of sepulchre on high, and that graveth an habitation for himself in a rock? Behold, Jehovah will carry thee away with a mighty captivity, and will surely cover thee. He will surely violently turn and toss thee like a ball into a large country, there shalt thou die, and there the chariots of thy glory shall be the shame of thy Lord's house. And I will drive thee from thy station, and from thy state shall he pull thee down. And it shall come to pass in that day that I will call my servant Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah. Uh, the, the last uh, reference uh, in which this word is used, or that I chose, is uh, Psalm 139, uh, verses 1 to 3. And this term, 5532, uh, is translated as, and art acquainted in verse 3. To the chief musician, a psalm of David, O Jehovah, thou hast searched me, 
and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassed my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. We find an interesting dynamic that is taking place here spiritually. The donkey, by his own admission, had never disobeyed as he did on these three occasions. And the reason for this rebellion on the part of the donkey is that he saw what was lying ahead in the path, namely God's judgment, and he sought to avoid it. The, uh, the next word in, in uh, verse 30 of Numbers 22 is to do so, which is Strong's number 6213, uh, Asa, which is actually a very common word in the Old Testament and is rendered thousands of times uh, in different ways, but overwhelmingly it's translated as to do or make. And we'll look at a few illustrations of how God employs this, this word specifically in Numbers 22 to 24. And as we do this, you might notice the, the contrast between God speaking to Balaam and then Balaam under divine inspiration speaking to uh, Balak. Uh, Numbers 22 verse 2 <clears throat> Balak the son of Zippor saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites. Verse 17, For I will promote thee unto very great honor, and I will do whatsoever thou sayest unto me. Come therefore, I pray thee, curse me this people. Verse 18, And Balaam answered and said unto the servants of Balak, If Balak would give me his house full of silver and gold. I cannot go beyond the word of Jehovah my God to do less or more. Verse 20, And God came unto Balaam at night and said unto him, If the men come to call thee, rise up and go with them. But yet the word which I shall say unto thee, that shalt thou do. Verse 28, and Jehovah opened the mouth of the ass, and she said unto Balaam, What have I done unto thee, that thou hast smitten me these three times? Uh, next we'll go to chapter 23, verse 2. And Balak did as Balaam had spoken, and Balak and Balaam offered on every altar a bullock and a ram. Verse 11. And Balak said unto Balaam, what hast thou done unto me? I took thee to curse mine enemies, and behold, thou hast blessed them altogether. Verse 19, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Uh, verse 26, but Balaam answered and said unto Balak, Told not I thee, saying, All that Jehovah speaketh, that I must do? Verse 30, 
And Balak did, as Balaam had said, and offered a bullock and a ram on every altar. And then uh, chapter 24, starting with verse 13. If Balak would give me his house full of silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the commandment of Jehovah to do either good or bad of mine own mind. But what Jehovah saith, that will I speak. Verse 14, And now behold, I go unto my people. Come therefore, and I will advertise thee what this people shall do to thy people in the latter days. Verse 18, And Edom shall be a possession, Seir also shall be a possession for his enemies, and Israel shall do valiantly. So that brings us to the last couple of words in verse 30 of Numbers 22, which is, uh, And he said, which is Amar, 559, and Nay, which is Lo, 3808. And we find them together in about 20 citations, and we'll just examine a few of them. In Genesis 11:6, we have the record of God's thoughts prior to the destruction of the Tower of Babel. And Jehovah said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. And so we have the word said. We also have and now nothing, which is this word nay. Uh, also in Genesis 18:15, we have this uh, uh, noteworthy account uh, where uh, Sarah denies that she laughed. Uh, then Sarah denied, saying, I laughed not, for she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. Uh, Numbers 19.2 uh, also explains, This is the ordinance of the law which Jehovah hath commanded, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring thee a red heifer without spot, wherein is no blemish, and upon which never came yoke. And uh, lastly, Isaiah 65, 1 is a beautiful proclamation of one of the key uh, facets of God's stupendous salvation program when that was still in effect. I am sought of them that ask not for me. I am found of them that sought me not. I said, Behold me, behold me unto a nation that was not called by my name. So in these verses, we see that God is highlighting not only his salvation program, but also man's wickedness. Uh, going on then to uh, verses 32 to 34 of Numbers 22, we read a series of statements that God uh, directs to Balaam. And again, we have to keep in mind, in spite of his professions, that he is a wicked soothsayer, according to Joshua 13, 22. Uh, and uh, nonetheless, God used him 
like he used others uh, in the Bible to, um, to say some of the most beautiful things in the Bible with, with, uh, with, with Balaam in, in mind, particularly Numbers 22, 23, and 24. However, we would do well to remember what we have learned regarding Balaam and the consequences of his actions in Numbers 2.14, Numbers 25.1-11, and then the commentary found in 1 Corinthians 10.1-8, respectively. Uh, Revelation 2.14 acknowledges God's displeasure with the New Testament churches and gave them space to repent. And that space was the 1955 years of the church age, starting on the day of Pentecost, May 22nd, 33 AD, and going all the way to May 21st, 1988. And they did not repent. But I have a few things against thee, because thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed unto idols and to commit fornication. And you will recall, because we've gone over these verses again, but these, it's good to review these. In Numbers 25, 1 to 11, we see the record uh, and the importance of this historical background that uh, Revelation 2.14 2, is referring back to. And Israel abode in Shittim, and the people began to commit whoredom with the daughters of Moab, and they called the people unto the sacrifices of their gods. And the people did eat and bowed down to their gods. And Israel joined himself unto Baal Peor. And the anger of Jehovah was kindled against Israel. And Jehovah said unto Moses, Take all the heads of the people and hang them up before Jehovah against the sun, that the fierce anger of Jehovah may be turned away from Israel. And Moses said unto the judges of Israel, Slay ye every one his men that were joined unto Baal Peor, and behold, one of the children of Israel came and brought unto his brethren a Midianitish woman in the sight of Moses and in the sight of all the congregation of the children of Israel who were weeping before the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And when Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron the priest, saw it, he rose up from among the congregation and took a javelin in his hand. And he went after the man of Israel into the tent and thrust both of them through, the man of Israel and the woman through her belly. So the plague was stayed or stopped from the children of Israel. And those that died in the plague were 20 and 4,000. And Jehovah spake unto Moses, saying, Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron the priest, hath turned my wrath away from the children of Israel, while he was zealous for my sake among them, that I consumed not the children of Israel 
in my jealousy. Now we fast forward, we go to the New Testament, uh, and we go to 1 Corinthians 10, 1 through 8, and we find this profoundly serious warning that God gives to those of us who are uh, following the Bible. And it, it's a very, very profound warning. Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now, this is important. Now, these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Neither be ye idolaters, as were some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day three and 20,000. All right, moving on, we get to uh, Numbers uh, 22, 32, and 33. And here God replies to Balaam. And the angel of Jehovah said unto him, Wherefore hast thou smitten thine ass these three times? Behold, I went out to withstand thee, because thy way is perverse before me. And the ass saw me and turned from me these three times. Unless she had turned from me, surely now also I had slain thee and saved her alive. We've already considered some of these terms in our uh, earlier studies, so I'd like to start with the, the two words, Behold, I went out to withstand thee. Um, these two words, uh, by the way, uh, Behold, I went out is Yatza, uh, Strong's number 3318, and uh, to withstand thee is written exactly like Satan, uh, 7854. And we only find these in two other places where they show up together. Uh, and they're both in the book of Job. Uh, in Job 1.12, we find God instructing uh, Satan as to what he can and can't do with regard to God's servant Job. And again, we have to keep in mind that he typifies the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and Jehovah said unto Satan, this is 7854, also transliterated as Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power, only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of Jehovah. Uh, likewise, in Job 2.7, 
we see that Satan now implements what God has given him permission to do. So went Satan forth from the presence of Jehovah and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot unto his crown. Uh, so went and forth is this word yatza thirty three eighteen, and one might think that it's duplicated. It's it's actually not duplicated. It's actually just one word, but because we have Satan in the middle of those three words, what Strong's does uh, uh, is he uh, he puts uh, an uh, an H zero right after so went so that we can know that this is not duplicated. It's just that you have Satan there in between those two words. Uh, and that's why it's not just used once. Um, we know that, of course, Satan is the enemy of God. And, you know, we also have to keep in mind that Job's name means enemy, you know, incidentally. And I mentioned this before because God is, is punishing Job, who typifies the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, however, um, God has allowed Satan to accomplish his will, and so he gives him certain liberties at this particular time, uh, prior to the cross. Uh, uh, in the same way, Balaam is God's enemy. Even though God used him, to speak God's words under divine inspiration, but he still remains a prisoner in the kingdom of Satan, as do each of the non-elect. Uh, the next couple of words are, because thy way is perverse before me. Uh, these two words, because thy way and is perverse, uh, only uh, show up in this verse. And since we've considered the way, the word way previously, uh, we can focus on the expression is perverse. And this word only shows up in Job 16, 11, uh, in which it's rendered as and turned me over. Uh, and this chapter really highlights the the Lord Jesus Christ under the wrath of God having to die and be annihilated uh, for the sins of his people uh, prior to the creation of this world at the hand of God the Father. And uh, what I'd like to do is read verses uh, 7 through 16 so we can see this uh, in the immediate context. But now he hath made me weary Thou hast made desolate all my company, and thou hast filled me with wrinkles, which is a witness against me, and my leanness rising up in me beareth witness to my face. He teareth me in his wrath, who hateth me. He gnasheth upon me with his teeth. Mine enemy sharpeneth his eyes upon me. They have gaped upon me with their mouth. They have smitten me upon the cheek reproachfully. They have gathered themselves together against me. 
God hath delivered me to the ungodly and turned me over. That's our word, Yarat 3399, into the hands of the wicked. I was at ease, but he hath broken me asunder. He hath also taken me by my neck and shaken me to pieces and set me up for his mark. His archers compass me round about. He cleaveth my reins asunder and doth not spare. He poureth out my gall upon the ground. He breaketh me with breach upon breach. He runneth upon me like a giant. I have sowed sackcloth upon my skin and defiled my horn in the dust. My face is foul with weeping, and on my eyelids is the shadow of death. All right, let's move on to verse 33. And the ass saw me, and turned from me these three times. Unless she had turned from me, surely now also I had slain thee and saved her alive. So we want to look at uh, these two words, and turned from me, or she had turned from me. It's actually repeated twice. Uh, and turned is Natah, 5186. From me is Panim, uh, 6440. Uh, so let's um, focus on these uh, two words. Uh, th they are uh, found in um, a number of verses, but we want to look at some that have to do specifically uh, with judgment because uh, we find that in the context of Balaam and the donkey, okay, he's, he's, he's turning out of the way, but he's doing that to avoid a judgment. And in these uh, passages that I'm going to read, we find that they are focused particularly on judgment. Uh, in 2 Kings 21.13, we read, And I will stretch over Jerusalem the line of Samaria and the plummet of the house of Ahab, and I will wipe Jerusalem as a man wipeth a dish, wiping it and turning it upside down. Uh, and I will stretch is 5186, and it upside down is 6440. Uh, in 1 Chronicles 2116, we discover, and David uh, lifted up his eyes and saw the angel of Jehovah stand between the earth and the heaven, having a drawn sword in his hand stretched out over Jerusalem. Then David and the elders of Israel, who were clothed in sackcloth, fell upon their faces. And this had to do with the plague that God brought because David numbered Israel. Uh, in Isaiah 30, 8 through 11, we find this proclamation with regard to Judah and Jerusalem, who spiritually represent the New Testament house of God, 
that came under his wrath, as we read in 1 Peter 4.17. Now go write it before them in a table and note it in a book that it may be for the time to come forever and ever, that this is a rebellious people, lying children, children that will not hear the law of Jehovah, which say to the seers, see not, and to the prophets, prophesy not unto us right things, speak unto us smooth things, prophesy deceits, Get you out of the way, turn aside, this is verse 11, out of the path, cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. Also in Jeremiah 7:24, we find this affirmation, this sad affirmation, but they hearkened not nor inclined, this is the word stretched um, or turned, but they hearkened not nor inclined their ear, but walked in the counsels and in the imagination of their evil heart, and went backward and not forward. Again, we're reminded of Lot's wife looking backward, or when Jesus says, you know, if you put your hand to the plow, don't look back, because that looking backward, that, that posture is antithetical to the Bible. For the believer, he's always looking forward by faith, but he's looking forward. Uh, the last two expressions that we find in verse 33 are, Surely now also I had slain thee, and then and saved her alive. Uh, the word for slain is harag, 2026, and saved her alive is chaya, 2421. And they, uh, they're actually found together in three other references. In Genesis 12, verses 10 to 13, we uh, see Abraham's apprehension regarding his wife Sarah as they're about to enter into Egypt. Uh, and we find these uh, two terms in verse 12. And there was a famine in the land. And Abram went down into Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was grievous in the land. And it came to pass, when he was come near to enter into Egypt, that he said unto Sarai his wife, Behold now, I know that thou art a fair woman to look upon. Therefore it shall come to pass, when the Egyptians shall see thee, that they shall say, This is his wife and they will kill me, but they will save thee alive. Say, I pray thee, thou art my sister, that it may be well with me for thy sake, and my soul shall live because of thee. Also in Judges 8, 18 to 21, Gideon confronts the two kings of Midian, Zeba and Zalmunna, in which these two words emerge in verse 19. Then said he unto Zeba and Zalmunna, What manner of men were they whom ye slew at Tabor? And they answered, As thou art, so were they. Each one resembled the children of a king. And he said, They were my brethren. 
even the sons of my mother. As Jehovah liveth, if ye had saved them alive, I would not slay you. And he said unto Jether, his firstborn, up and slay them. But the youth drew not his sword, for he feared, because he was yet a youth. Then Zeba and Zalmunna said, Rise thou and fall upon us. For as the man is, so is his strength. And Gideon arose and slew Zeba and Zalmunna, and took away the ornaments that were on their camels' necks. Uh, also in Ezekiel 37, 1 to 9, 1 to 9 excuse me, uh, these two words uh, come to light in verse 9 in this awesome display of God's salvation power that Ezekiel witnesses uh, in this parable. The hand of Jehovah was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of Jehovah and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of Jehovah. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live, and I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am Jehovah. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. We find this theme of life and death throughout the entire Bible, emphasizing, of course, God's mercy on behalf of the elect and his judgment on the non-elect. Uh, which brings us down to uh, verses 34 and 35. And here we encounter Balaam's reply to God and the Lord's final instructions to him. But I think we'll just be able, because of time, only to look at verse 34. But I'll read both of them. And Balaam said unto the angel of Jehovah, I have sinned, for I knew not that thou stoodest in the way against me, now, therefore, if it displease thee, I will get me back again. And the angel of Jehovah said unto Balaam, Go with the men, 
but only the word that I shall speak unto thee, that shalt thou speak. So Balaam went with the princes of Balak. Uh, this term, I have sinned, of course, we find numerous places all throughout the Bible, and we find it spoken by both the elect as well as the non-elect, like, like Balaam himself. And it's, uh, by the way, uh, Strong's number 2398, uh, Chata. Uh, in Exodus 9, 27, we read, And Pharaoh sent and called for Moses and Aaron and said unto them, I have sinned this time. Jehovah is righteous, and I and my people are wicked. Of course, Pharaoh is a great type of Satan, uh, and those in his kingdom would be part of the kingdom of Satan. Uh, 1 Samuel 15, 24, uh, likewise records, And Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of Jehovah and thy words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. And then in Ezekiel 18.4, God stipulates, Behold, all souls are mine. As the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. And then in 2 Samuel 12.13, we find this uh, famous passage where David acknowledges his sin. to Nathan, and Nathan, of course, assures him of God's forgiveness. And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against Jehovah. And Nathan said unto David, Jehovah also hath put away thy sin, thou shalt not die. So in these foregoing uh, examples, we note that confession of sin does not necessarily equate with salvation, as the proponents of the free will gospel insist. Now, uh, we want to go to the next couple of words, for I knew not, uh, uh, for I knew is yada, uh, 3045, and not, uh, again, is 3808. And we find these, uh, for example, uh, in Genesis 21, 25 to 26, and they appear uh, in 26. And Abraham reproved Abimelech because of a well of water, which Abimelech's servants had violently taken away. And Abimelech said, I wot, uh, which is I know, uh, not who hath done this, neither didst thou tell me neither yet heard I of it, but today. So uh, I want is, or is, or I know is yada, 3045, and the other two neithers is this word lo, 3808. Uh, also, they, they surface in verse 8 of Psalm 35, 1 to 10. A Psalm of David. Plead my cause, O Jehovah, with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler, and stand up for mine help. Draw out also the spear, 
and stop the way against them that persecute me. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. Let them be confounded and put to shame that seek after my soul. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion that devise my hurt. Let them be as chaff before the wind and let the angel of Jehovah chase them. Let their way be dark and slippery and let the angel of Jehovah persecute them. For without cause have they hid for me their net in a pit, which without cause they have digged for my soul. Let destruction come upon him at unawares. Here, it's the word upon him at unawares, and both terms are joined together side by side. And let his net that he hath hid catch himself. Into that very destruction let him fall. And my soul shall be joyful in Jehovah. It shall rejoice in his salvation. All my bones shall say, Jehovah, who is like unto thee, which deliverest the poor from him that is too strong for him, yea, the poor and the needy from him that spoileth him. Also in Isaiah 63, 16, this passage stresses God's perfect omniscience uh, at all times. Doubtless though thou art our father, though Abraham be ignorant of us, and Israel acknowledge us not, thou, O Jehovah, art our father, our redeemer. Thy name is from everlasting. And, you know, ignorance of the law can never be used as a viable excuse to escape the consequences of breaking the law. Uh, not only spiritually, but on a physical level, we, we see this as well. Uh, the next two words uh, that we encounter in Numbers uh, 23, 34 uh, are, that thou stoodest against me, that thou stoodest is not sob, 53.24, and quira is uh, against me, 71.25. Uh, there, 71.25 is primarily translated as uh, meet or against. Uh, in Exodus 5.19-21, uh, these terms come into view in verse 20. And the officers of the children of Israel did see that they were in evil case. After it was said, ye shall not minish or diminish aught from your bricks of your daily task. And they met Moses and Aaron, who stood in the way. Those are our two terms. As they came forth from Pharaoh, and they said unto them, Jehovah look upon you and judge because ye have made our savor to be abhorred in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of his servants to put a sword in their hand to slay us. Also in Exodus 7, uh, 14 through 18, uh, they emerge, these two words, in verse 15. 
And Jehovah said unto Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hardened. He refuseth to let the people go. Get thee unto Pharaoh in the morning. Lo, he goeth out unto the water. And thou shalt stand by the river's brink against he come. Those are the two words, thou shalt stand and against he come. And the rod which was turned to a serpent shalt thou take in thine hand. And thou shalt say unto him, Jehovah God of the Hebrews hath sent me unto thee, saying, Let my people go, that they may serve me in the wilderness. And behold, hitherto thou wouldest not hear. Thus saith Jehovah, In this thou shalt know that I am Jehovah. Behold, I will smite with the rod that is in mine hand upon the waters which are in the river, and they shall be turned to blood. And the fish that is in the river shall die, and the river shall stink, and the Egyptians shall loathe to drink of the water of the river. Once again, we witness God's displeasure with Balaam's actions. In spite of his numerous professions of being obedient, and this reminds us of the stinging words in Titus 1.16. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable and disobedient and unto every good work reprobate. The last phrase that uh, comes out of verse 34 uh, are, the th are, are three words. Uh, now, therefore, if it displease thee, which is Ra, 74.89, and also uh, Ayin, uh, 58.69, and I will get me back again, which is Shub, 77.25. Um, the way that J.P. Green translates this in his interlinear, I think, is helpful. Literally, it means, if evil is in your eyes, I shall turn back by myself. Uh, this word, I in, is really the word for I. Uh, but in the King James, uh, we, we find that it's lumped together with uh, displease. We only find uh, these three terms in two other citations. One is in 1 Samuel 26, 21, uh, which is one of the accounts in which David could have easily killed King Saul in spite of the fact that Saul persisted for such a long time in attempting to kill his son-in-law, uh, David. Uh, and uh, we read there, then said Saul, I have sinned. Return, my son David, for I will do no more to thee harm, because my soul was precious in thine eyes this day. Behold, I have played the fool and have erred exceedingly. Uh, return is 7725. Uh, um, for I will do no more to thee harm, for I will no more do thee harm, excuse me, 
7489, and then in thine eyes is 5869. Now, in light of what we just read regarding Saul, who spiritually represents uh, the, the, uh, those within the, the churches and denominations that came under God's wrath on May 21, 1988, what we read in Proverbs 24, 15 to 20, is certainly applicable, in which these terms, again, uh, are seen in verse 18. Lay not wait, O wicked man, against the dwelling of the righteous. Spoil not his resting place, for a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. Rejoice not when thine enemy falleth, and let not thine heart be glad when he stumbleth, lest Jehovah see it and it displease him, and he turn away his wrath from him. Fret not thyself because of evil men, neither be thou envious at the wicked. For there shall be no reward to the evil man. The candle of the wicked shall be put out. One can't help but notice how Saul is very much like Balaam in his actions, despite his professions particularly in the matter of not decimating the Amalekites, for which he forfeited the kingdom to David, as we read in 1 Samuel 15, 22 to 28. And Samuel said, speaking to Saul, Hath Jehovah as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of Jehovah? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of Jehovah, he hath also rejected thee from being king. And Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned for I have transgressed the commandment of Jehovah and thy words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Now therefore I pray thee, pardon my sin, and turn again with me that I may worship Jehovah. And Samuel said unto Saul, I will not return with thee, for thou hast rejected the word of Jehovah, and Jehovah hath rejected thee from being king over Israel. And as Samuel turned about to go away, he laid hold upon the skirt of his mantle, and it rent. And Samuel said unto him, Jehovah hath rent the kingdom of Israel from thee this day, and hath given it to a neighbor of thine that is better than thou. Uh, in summary, uh, today, our focus is upon the last half of Numbers 22:30, as well as, as verses 32 to 34. And in our investigation of these words and phrases, we uh, gleaned the following. 
with regard to Was I Ever Want, which is uh, Sakhan, Strong's number 5532, in verse 30, we saw uh, this dynamic that was taking place spiritually where the donkey purposefully rebels against Balaam. And the reason for that rebellion is that he saw God's judgment and he tried to avoid it. Uh, the word uh, to do so, uh, Asa 6213 in verse 30, uh, here we noted the contrast between what God told Balaam and what Balaam told Balak uh, under divine inspiration. Uh, also in verse 30, the two terms, and he said uh, nay, uh, and he said is 559, uh, and nay is low, 3808 in verse 30. And here we saw that God was highlighting his salvation program along with the wickedness of man. Also, we were reminded of what we learned regarding Balaam and the consequences of his actions in Revelation 2.14. Numbers 25, 1 to 11, which is the historical situation, and the commentary found in 1 Corinthians 10, 1 to 8. Uh, then in verse 32, we uh, uh, ran across the terms, Behold, I went out to withstand thee. Behold, I went out is Yatza, 33, 18. To withstand thee is Satan, 78, 54. And here uh, we see that Balaam is actually God's enemy. Even though God used him to pronounce these words that God gave him under divine ins inspiration, but he still remains a non-elect. Uh, the next two terms in verse 32 are because thy way is perverse before me. Uh, they only appear in Job 16, 11. Uh, the word for way is Derek, 1870, and perverse is Yarat, 3399. And in Job 16, we saw that it's really a chapter that is dealing with the Lord Jesus Christ uh, under the wrath of God, having to suffer death and annihilation uh, for those that he redeemed prior to the foundation of the world. Uh, then going to verse 33, we uh, saw there the terms, and turned from me, uh, and this, and it was duplicated, uh, and turned is Nata, Strong's number 5186, and from me, Panim, uh, Strong's number 6440. Uh, the verses that we considered showed or illustrated some of the ways that God presents uh, these uh, two words in the context of judgment. Even though in verse 33, the donkey is avoiding that judgment by going out of the way. Uh, next, in verse 33, we find the two terms, Surely now also I had slain thee, which is harag, 2026, and saved her alive, which is Chaya, 2421. 
Uh, and here again, we saw the theme of life and death uh, crop up as it does frequently in the Bible, again emphasizing the mercy of God for the elect as well as the judgment of God for the non-elect. Uh, then going on to verse 34, the uh, phrase or the word, I have sinned, uh, chata, uh, 2398. And we noted that a confession does not equate with salvation. Uh, the next word, two words uh, in verse 34, for I knew not, for I knew is yada, 3045, and not is lo, 3808. And we see where ignorance of the law can never be a viable excuse to escape the consequences of the law, both on a physical level as well as spiritually. Uh, the next um, two words in verse 34 are that thou stoodest against me. That thou stoodest is not sob, which is 5324, and against me is quira, 7125. Again, we witness God's displeasure with Balaam in spite of his numerous professions to the contrary. And we looked at Titus 1.16, which is a wonderful verse to, to highlight that. Uh, then we came across the three uh, terms, the last three terms in verse 34. Now, therefore, if it displease thee, which is raw, 74.89, and 58.69, uh, yin, and I will get me back again, which is Shub 77.25. And we noted uh, the similarity between King Saul and Balaam in their actions, despite their professions with their mouth. Uh, and of course, we, we saw that it was for this very reason that the kingdom was taken away from Saul and given to David, uh, as we read in 1 Samuel 15, 22 to 28. Well, I think we'll stop here. And next Sunday, Lord willing, we'll uh, look at verse 35 and try, Lord willing, to wrap up our study of Balaam and the donkey and what they represent spiritually and how he ties in to 2 Peter 2, 15 and 16. Uh, so um, let's just uh, close in prayer and then we'll have our um, uh, last three hymns. Father, we do thank you for this time together and we pray that uh, you would continue to guide us uh, in the scriptures. We recognize that apart from you, there's nothing that we can understand. There's nothing we can, that we can comprehend. We are, are at a total loss without your aid, without your uh, wisdom, which you only can impart uh, by your grace and by your mercy. But we thank you, Father, that here and there we glean a little bit of truth and we give you the praise and the glory and the honor for it. And of course, we especially pray in light of what we've heard today, uh, Father, that you would indeed cause us 
not just to be hearers of the word, but truly doers of your word uh, by your enabling. We ask these things with thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I should mention, uh, please join us at 5.30 for our Q&A. If uh, anything was unclear about the lesson today and you want to ask a question in that regard, or you could make a comment or ask a completely unrelated question if you want. Uh, and then also at 7.30 Pacific time tonight, we'll have our thematic uh, Bible reading, uh, Think on These Things. But for right now, let's... Um, Go to our first hymn, which is Ye Servants of God. Next hymn is going to be, We Have Not Known Thee As We Ought.
Our next hymn is going to be, Take My Life and Let It Be. Thank you for joining us again today, and we pray that the Lord will continue to bless the rest of your day as you fellowship with Him. Thank you for joining us today for Searching the Scriptures. Until next time, to God be the glory.